Unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Oops, just realized I didn't have my microphone up. Sorry about that. That's what happens when you're playing with kittens and doing the Raw and Unscripted show. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Gizmo. Gizmo is all of a sudden just like, does not want to be on camera. What's up, Gizmo? Look at this kitty. Oh, he's so sweet. Say hi, Gizmo. Say hello, everybody. It's so nice to see you. This is the Raw and Unscripted show, and I am the kitty kitty. I love you, Bobby. All right. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And if you're watching, I want you to chime in the comments and let me know you're watching so I know what's going on. I know what you're talking about, buddy. He's see now all, all of a sudden he's vocal. He wants to get on the microphone. Um, so anyways, whether you're joining us live or on the replay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We're here every single Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, your place to have raw and unscripted conversations with either myself or a guest and truth be told i had a guest uh cancel for uh last week for this week and then i suddenly tried to get another guest and we realized the time zones were a little bit too different so she is fast asleep right now so ladies and gentlemen you are stuck with me you are stuck with me so i would love it for you to jump in the comments uh ask me questions comment on whatever it is i'm going to be talking about um, all of a sudden he doesn't want to be in here. So I might have to get up and let him out, but he'll be all right. I've got my other cat in here as well. So they are my producers and my associate producers here. I'll introduce you to my associate producer. My associate producer is Chloe. Say hi, Chloe. Say hello. I am princess. I do not like being held as much, but I love love. Mwah. Say hello, everybody. Yay. Associate producer, Chloe. They have their own little bed here in the studio. So anyways, there you go. If you didn't know it, I'm a cat guy, I'm a dog guy, and I'm sometimes I'm a people guy. So love you, love you, love you guys uh, watching here live or on the replay. Um, this is the Ron and Scripted Show, and exactly this is what happens sometimes is that life throws you uncertainty. And so I just decided to come to you live with a particular subject that is near and dear to me. And I want to talk about uh, the healing journey and the journey within. And that, I think that's what I taught. That's what I think I, I titled it. Um, I changed the title on it really, really quick. So uh, I apologize for whatever that meant. But um, really what I want to talk about tonight is the process of, of discovering who we are at our core, right? What's up, Ray? Ray says, Misfits for Life. I made it. Thank you, Ray, for being here, brother. I appreciate you. Mary Case says, oh, cute. And I'm not sure if she's talking about me or the cat. What's up? What's up? No, of course, they're cute. They're amazing. I love them. I love them to pieces. So um, and just thinking about, um, you know, the conversation I want to have with you guys tonight really is in thinking about life thinking about the impermanence of life, thinking about the journey that it is that we go through. Um, you know, oftentimes we run from the things that are uncomfortable for us. We run from our past. We run from the pain painful situations that have happened that really, when you look back on them, have defined us uh, to be the people that we are today. And the people we are today are one of two people. We either are victims or we are victors. And that's based on the belief and the perspective in our life, whether we choose to see life happening for us or to us. 
And I just got to be honest with you, you guys know I've been writing this book uh, since last year. I started it, I think, in the summer of last year. It's the book called It's Just You and Me, Kid. Uh, it's a story about my mom and myself and our journey through being homeless, through all the different situations we had to go through, through her ultimately passing. And going through this process of writing this book has been quite challenging for me in ways that I did not expect. I've already written two books. I haven't published them yet. So writing for me is not that complicated, but in sitting down and writing the story, um, it's, it's not easy for me to share my story publicly sometimes, you know, and sharing different stories. But when you think about, you know, I could sit there and say, oh, I was homeless and we, you know, dug through garbage cans for cans. But when you have to go back through your life and really examine and take apart specific situations that you recall, um, there's an opportunity there. And, you know, as much as it is challenging and difficult, it's also freeing to be able to shift your perspective about something that happened for you in your life because you are where you are today because of that. And that's ultimately a choice for us to either decide that we're no longer going to settle and, and carry that baggage around with us anymore and truly become the people we deserve to be in, which really involves inner freedom and inner peace, which is something I'm going to be talking about tonight. I read an entire book over the weekend. Well, literally there's like 13 pages left, but I read an entire book over the weekend and I want to talk about this tonight. It's called The Inner Work. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes but speaking of books, um, but just the book writing process of being able to go back and take situations that I've been through and go through and, and what I'm doing in the book, I'll give it away, is that the whole premise of the book is my mom and, and my our journey together. And originally I, I pitched the idea to her when she was alive to say, hey, listen, let's write a book together. Well, I told her I was going to write a book and she's like, oh, you're just going to paint me out to be a bad person. And I said, no, I'm not, mom. I'm, I'm going to try to do the best to, to show both sides of the story. She goes, no, you won't. You'll just make me sound like a bitch. And I sat there and I gave her a challenge. It was a year before she passed. And I said, let's write the book together. Let's pick six or seven different situations through our time together. And you write your story about that perspective in the situation. And I'll write my story in the perspective of the situation. And then what we'll do is we'll read them together. And then we'll come to some sort of harmonious thing to say, hey, listen, this is, this is the greater good that came out of it for both of us. Um, and try to find the meaning and the reason and all the different shit that's happened in our lives. And she was up for it. So I bought her her favorite pens. She had to write with certain pens and she had to have certain paper and I gave it to her and I said, all right, let's do this. And every time I would show up to take care of her, I would ask her how much she wrote and she never wrote a single word. So in thinking about that, when I, when I came back to revisit writing the book, you know, so many years later, um, it occurred to me that one of the challenges I wanted to give myself was to be able to see those situations through her eyes, through the footsteps that she walked through. What, you know, what, what brought her to the point to make that decision? What, what encompassing events in her life created this persona or created this character that she created in herself that she ran away from everybody else. And she just created this, this, this hard persona. What prompted that to happen and, and watching how I can look through those situations with her eyes, you start to quickly see why she was always saying that she was four years old, why she was always stunted, why she was always articulate and everything else. But she emotionally was, she was still a four-year-old because she was stunted there from the fact that her parents got divorced when she was four. She had to go live with her psychotic mother who drove her crazy, uh, made her so smart that she graduated school in, at 15. It was at California State uh, University of Santa Barbara or something like that. By the time she was 16 years old, um, she never got to be a kid. So she was stuck being four years old. And once I started doing that, um, because I used to resent my mom and I used to think, you know, she could have made better choices in the situations that we were in when we were homeless. But in being able to pick apart some of those situations, I can go, you know what? 
Here's what she was trying to do. She was trying to protect me. She was trying to protect me in the only way that she knew how to protect me, which is in this situation, which I'll save you guys. You can read it in the book. But once I started looking at it, I'm like, I still don't necessarily agree with it, but I can see from her perspective what it is that she was doing. So it allowed me to heal in that moment. It wasn't like she was being, she wasn't intentionally trying to hurt me. She wasn't intentionally trying to do things to me. She was coping the best she could with what she had in those moments and based on her experience and trying to still do good. I don't think she ever intentionally tried to hurt me. I think she was trying to teach me lessons. Well, I mean, there's a few times she tried to hurt me because she told me I'm going to really fucking hurt you this time. Um, and, you know, maybe I deserved it in a way, but, you know, no, I really didn't. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is going through this process of writing the book. Um, I, I, I invite every single one of you to consider doing that. Not that you're going to publish the book, but take some situations in your life and start to pick them apart and say, you know what, what did this really mean? What was this really about? And why have I carried this for my entire life? That's the big picture I want you guys to see. We carry so much with us all the time and we carry it from relationship to relationship, to job, to job, to job. And we carry it on our backs. It's this burden. Oh, I've got this thing. I happened to me when I was seven years old. Oh, and I got this other thing that happened to me when I was eight. And I've got this other thing and, and all we, we pack this stuff on and then we go get in a relationship and we wonder why we're not happy. We get, we go to work and we wonder why we're not happy because we're carrying all that shit around because we don't have the capacity to be fully embraced in happiness because we don't have that inner peace and that inner wisdom and that inner freedom to let stuff go. Why carry it around with us? I've done it, but I've actually done the work. I could show you all the different books I've read on letting go and the inner wisdom and healing and spirituality and all this different stuff because I have not wanted to carry that stuff through my entire life. I carried it long enough and I used other different methods to cover it up, alcohol, drugs, um, all sorts of different stuff. I just, I covered it up. I covered it up, but now through this process, I'm choosing and deciding to go into that, to dig deeper, to dig deeper into that. And I'm finding that it's not that bad. I'm finding that, you know, when you really pick it apart and you compare your journey with other people's journeys, wow. Okay. So I got my ass handed to me on more than one occasion. Okay. So I had a Coke can thrown in my head and busted my head open for, cause I didn't fill the water bowl. Lots of different things happen, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm here and I learned so much from that relationship that I had with my mom that would I be the same person I am today if she was Mary fucking Poppins? No, I might, I might be a fucking, I might be, and I'm not saying anything derogatory towards anybody. I might associate, this is the executive producer, by the way, this is the executive producer. Say hi, Gizmo. Um, you know, shit, forgot where I was at. Oops. Sorry. Don't, don't unplug my headphones. Damn. Where's the technicians around here? That's the dog. Hey, it's not, a, it's not a toy. I knew I shouldn't have brought him in here. Okay. So back to my thought. Um, actually, I'm just going to skip my thought for right now. I want to catch some of your comments. I appreciate you guys being here. I love you. I love you. I love you. Uh, what's going on? Let's see. Uh, Brian Keith is in the house. What's up, Brian? He says, let me, uh, let me enlarge my screen here since I don't have my contacts or I don't have my reading glasses on here. Brian says healing from the past is a journey that can seem like it never ends like a roller coaster ride. Sometimes ups and downs and many twists and turns. Yeah. And some people are afraid of that, but some people get excited about roller coasters. You know, I've talked about this on the show many, many times. The difference between fear and excitement is your perspective about it. I'm excited about learning more about myself. I'm excited about learning what I've been holding inside. I'm excited about releasing that and healing and becoming a better person, becoming a better father, becoming a better husband, becoming a better friend, becoming a better communicator, a better interviewer, everything. As I release this stuff, as I learn stuff, I'm finding myself finding more of me. And that's what I want you guys to get out of this entire conversation is I want you to find you. I've been coaching people for a long time. And recently, a lot of people are struggling with who they are. 
Who are we? Who, who is our identity? What makes us? It's the baggage that we carry around that we keep choosing to believe is true that happened to us. And that leads us, that keeps us in that victim status, that keeps us in that scarcity mindset status. Why should we live in scarcity? Why should we live in mediocrity? Because of some beliefs that we have from back 30, 40, 50 years ago? Come on. Do you think that's reasonable? Do you think that's, that, you think that's a way to truly live life? And when you think about living life in the legacy of people who have passed, I look at it this way. If my friends that have passed uh, were still here, what, how would they be living their life now? Would they be sitting there going, oh man, it really sucks that I didn't get picked for the team. You know, it really sucks that I didn't, could do a Whatever it might be that you might be fucking holding yourself back for and bitching about, they would be like, let's go. Okay, what's the next thing? You know, think about when you were four, five, six years old, you didn't worry about what was ending. You were worried about what was next. You were excited about what was next. You were like, what? Okay. What are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? Okay. I'm still fucking skinned up and bruised and tired and hungry, but man, the, the, the street lights haven't come on yet. What else can we do? Can we go climb a tree? Remember those days? Remember those days when you were a kid, when you had that from, you didn't have any baggage, but over the course of the years, you, yes, you put another thing in my bag, put another thing in my bag. That's another reason why I can't trust people. That's another reason why nobody loves me. That's another reason why I'm not getting anything. That's another reason why I don't do this. That's another. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, the burden is so hard. Let me go associate with people who are miserable too. Are you miserable? Yes, I'm miserable. Oh yeah. See, we're all miserable. I hate people who aren't miserable because they just have it all. They just, they, it's so easy for them. You guys know anybody like this? I fucking get sick of people that are victims. I get, I'm getting like, I'm getting so tired of it because there's, there's only so many minutes in the day. There's only so many minutes in our life. And yet people are walking around thinking they got unlimited capacity to live forever and play the someday game. Oh, someday you guys have heard, heard me talk about, it. I hear every fucking buddy do it every day. Sometimes I catch myself saying, I'm like, oh, well, one day I'm gonna, I'm like, really, Chris, really? You know, I mean, some days you have to think, okay, one day, of course you want to live and you want to dream and everything. But so many people place the important priorities of their life, the things that are going to bring them the most joy out somewhere else as though, as though they have to qualify to deserve them. Um, here's what you do. You start loving yourself. You start taking care of yourself. You start releasing some of the negativity and the bullshit that you keep, keep telling yourself. And guess what? You get out of those vicious cycles. You break out of those vicious cycles and you start to see the sunlight. You start to see things positively. You start to see things collaboratively. You start looking at things as opportunities instead of risks. You imagine that? You imagine the people, all the people who have become incapacitated think, man, I wish I would have rode a motorcycle while I could. I wish I would have dove out of a plane while I could. I wish I would have went swimming in the ocean while I could. I wish I we all have the chance right now to live our life right now, right now. Are you living your life right now? Are you? What's up, Mary Kay? Mary Kay says, um, your book, are you feeling burned out from accelerated healing by reviewing all that stuff in a short period of time? Not burned out. I was actually, I did not write for a long time because not because of that necessarily, but it was like, I was not seeing an end to the goal. I, I always want to do stuff and see the finished product. So I feel like accomplished. So when you're, when I've decided I've studied some people about writing a book, it's literally like you're training for an Olympic uh, event. So, you know, everybody puts their, their four years in and they're training for that one moment on the board, that one moment, wherever it is to, to take all that experience and all that training to put that into play. So that's the way I look at it now. And plus I've been studying Will Smith a lot and his new book is out. And I'm going to talk about that for in a second. Um, but he really talks about it. his, his analogy that his dad instilled in him is like, you know, to build a wall, you know, seems so ginormous, right? Oh, I got to build a wall. Oh my God. What am I, how, how long is this going to take? You know, da, da, da. But his dad told him, he goes, build the wall one brick at a time, one brick at a time, lay that brick perfectly. 
that one brick. Can you lay that one brick perfectly? And that's what I'm doing with the book. I wrote 3,567 uh, words today. Yes. Yes. The book's going to be fucking huge. It's going to take me forever to edit it. But right now I'm at the point where I'm just getting it out. I'm just getting out because I'm, I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. And plus my perspective about things isn't as slanted and it's not going to be as riveting for the book. If I don't go back and try to really remember some of the, the raw emotions that were going through there, what was little Chris feeling? What was I going through? And I've discovered that I was like, man, abandoned, isolated, alone, rejected. Um, I mean, count off the different things that I used to feel up until about 17 years old when I finally decided to take control of my life and responsibility for my life. But there have been times in my, <clears throat> my 30s and 40s and even in my 50s now that you still have those experiences where you're just like, what? Obviously, those experiences last a lot less longer, um, but we're all human. We're all we're souls having a human existence experience. Um, but yeah. That's beautiful. What's up, Lynn? Hey, hey. She says, what's up, beautiful peeps for you guys listening on the podcast. And Mary Case, now you're taking Kid Roush through it again. Yes. Oh, yes. Doing the inner work, the inner child work. I've done it a little bit. I talked about it on the show here also that the one time where I was at a I was having a party at my house and um, <clears throat> was drinking, everybody left. And I had brought up pictures of me when I was young and like a little kid and stuff like that. And I sat at the table and this is one of the first experiences where I introduced this exercise in my coaching practice is I stared at the table and I picked up this picture of myself when I was probably about five, six, seven years old or whatever. And I sat there and I looked at it and I was like, wow, everybody was gone sitting there smoking a cigarette, having a drink. This is back when I smoked way, way, way a long time ago. Um, and I sat there and I was like, hmm, and also I just looked into that. I looked into that little boy's eyes and I say that little boy, because I sat there and I looked and I'm like, dude, you're going to go through so much. You're going to go through some unbelievable shit that's going to cause you to want to end your life. You're going to go through so much, da, da, da. And I just went through all the different things that I'd been through up until that point. I'm like, but dude, you're going to make it. You're going to make it no matter what. Always have the belief and have the faith that you're going to make it. And what you're going to do is you're going to take all of those experiences and you're going to go back out and you're going to make a difference in everybody else's life. You're going to turn all of that around and you're going to make it have meaning and purpose. You're going to impact millions of lives, little man, millions of lives. You're going to set a trend. You're going to change the world. You're going to unite the world. You can do it, but you're going to have to go through a lot of stuff, brother. So never give up. And I started crying. I was like, fuck, you know, thinking about all the stuff that I'd gone through. And I'm like, wow, I'm pretty incredible. You know, I'm pretty unstoppable. And this was back in my thirties. I still had to go through a lot of different stuff in my life to get me to the point where I'm at today, but I wouldn't change it for a world. You know, is it uncomfortable? Is it controversial? Is it anxious causing and all that other shit? Yeah. But you eventually get stronger and you go through it and you're like, all right, cool. What's next? What do I got to go through next? So writing this book has been super, super big for me. Um, uh, Lynn, Lynn says uh, here, she goes, amen, brother, preacher. Absolutely. Um, Mary Kay says here, that's a big backpack for a kid to carry through manhood, through to manhood. Oh yeah, it was a big backpack. I've been unloading it along the way, throwing some books at people every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got people saying hello hello lynn says uh hello kitty Ooh, hello kitty i'm gonna i'm gonna start a brand that's like hello kitty isn't that isn't there already one yes there is my mom loved it love you too love you too uh brian here's got a comment let me see if i can read this all i think when we hurt someone in life that when we when i think when we hurt someone in life that with some people their guilt doesn't allow them to embrace it and let it go i know many that don't know how to apologize or don't know how to talk about their mistakes or pain they caused me. Kind of like they don't mean to, but it just happens with some people. Just some food for thought from many live experiences. No, you're absolutely right, Brian. You're absolutely right. Some people don't necessarily have the, don't know how to apologize or have the capacity, but they have the awareness that they should. So they should actually learn how to fucking apologize and do it. 
I'm just saying, I'm just saying I, the, the, the thing that people don't, I don't know, they don't know. They'd yeah. If you want it bad enough, if you want to make it happen, you will, but most people don't change until there's a lot of pain involved. Um, so anyways, I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen a lot of people in my life, excuse me, pardon me. Vodka on the rocks. I'm kidding. It's water. Um, I've seen a lot of people in egoic, in egoic paths. Like I'm getting this and I'm making this money and I have all this stuff. I've literally seen this personally, millions of dollars, all this other stuff, cancer diagnosis. Oh, you got six months to live. Guess what? They don't give a fuck about all that stuff. Guess what they care about the most repairing relationships and leaving a legacy where people don't forget about them or wish that they go sooner. You know, we get all this stuff. We think, oh, I'll be happy when I have this. I'll be happy when I have that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hang on one sec. That's broadcaster's throat for you guys. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's, but really it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's incumbent upon all of us, whether like I didn't grow up with love in the house. I didn't grow up kissing my mother and having hugs every night and all that stuff. But guess what? I had to desire to learn it. I had to learn and watch what other people do and allow to be vulnerable and allow to do things I didn't necessarily feel like doing at the time, but I knew that would create a connection and it would create a pathway for me to want to feel that, to let myself go, to be vulnerable. You know, I wouldn't be the man I am today if I didn't allow myself to be vulnerable and get in those spaces and you won't be either. You know, it's so important. Um, yes, Christopher in the new apartment. What's up, Chris? Man, congratulations, man. I've known you now uh, since we were on, since basically the beginning of the year on Clubhouse and just saw, just witnessing your journey, man. I'm just so proud of you. I'm just so, so proud of you. So congratulations. Uh, Mary Kay says here, find joy even in a tiny bit each day. Uh, poke a hole in the dark tunnel. Yeah, poke a hole in that tunnel. Fucking blow a hole in that tunnel. Screw it. Screw it. Screw it. Screw it. Screw it. Um, uh, Mary Kay says, you're a photo of you as a kid. I love that exercise. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. You can even add to that and write a letter to that little boy or little girl and, and give some healing, give some love. Yes, yes, yes. Ray is in the house. My brother, Ray misfits for life. It's truly, truly, truly. I love you, brother. He says, I can relate totally. My mother was 15 when she had me. If I had only been our age now, who knows? I know amongst all the BS abuse, I made it. Yes, you did. And you're here to prove it, man. You're here to make a difference in other people's lives. I know that. I know that. So thank you for being here. Margaret's in the house. What's up, Margaret? Great to see you. Great to see you. Had a great conversation with uh, Margaret earlier. Uh, Margaret says here, you are changing the world, Chris. Carry on and have fun and expand. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. I love you. Big hugs. Big hugs. Um, so where are we at time-wise? 22 minutes. Okay, we're good. So I wanted to get that on. I wanted to talk about the book, but just I invite you to go back and write about your story and write about your experiences and dig into that stuff that makes you feel uncomfortable because I can almost literally guarantee you you will have massive healing from that. And I'm not a psychiatrist, psychotherapist, anything else. So I'm not a licensed medical practitioner. Please go consult a medical professional. Go seek therapy. I've sought therapy. I've seen psychiatrists, therapists. I've been on medications. I've tried it all. I'm not on medications anymore because I sat there and said, fuck that shit. That made me a zombie. I, I, I want to live. I want to be alive. I want to be alert. Mm -mm. So rather than being on that and destroying my body, I said, let's, let's go for the stuff that it's going to actually heal me, not mask the symptoms that I'm trying to run from. And we do that. Every one of us, we go to booze, alcohol, sex, shopping, TV, whatever your addiction is. Think about why you're doing that. Oh, cause I need to get away from the things I don't want to focus on. And it's good to get some downtime. Trust me. I'm learning how to do that more. My, my wife and I have been watching some television programs. We've been watching, um, um, fuck no, um, 
geez, I just forgot the fucking name of it. Um, it'll come back to me. It doesn't matter anyway. So thank you, Margaret. I appreciate you. Um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so what do I want to talk about right now? So my buddy, my buddy V, if you're in the house, let me know if you're in the house, my buddy Vercel V he, uh, I'm not sure if I can say this, but let's just say, um, with all respect, I know V and, uh, he sent me this book which was massively powerful because he said it really changed his perspective on things. And for V to share that was huge for me. Um, so he sent me the book. I was already finishing another book. I had another book in the queue that I needed to read for another show that I was doing, but I figured if somebody is going to take the time to buy the book, to send it to me, to go to the post office and send it to me with a personal inscription in it. And I will read this because I'm proud to say it. He goes, Chris, just so you know, I think you're a great man. Thank you for your authenticity and your incredible spirit V how could you not want to dig into something when somebody takes the time to send you something beautiful like this? And God's honest truth. I looked at the title. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. You know, I've read about this stuff. And you know, there comes a point in all of our journeys where you start to open yourself up to the next thing. When you, when you get excited about the next thing, when you're excited about doing the inner work, things are going to show up for you to do the inner work. And as you heal from the inner work, there's going to be opportunities that are going to show up to help you help maybe somebody else go through that. Maybe you're going to have a best friend in, in six months. It's going to go through the same stuff. They're going to go through an identity crisis and you can sit there and say, Hey, listen, you know what? I chose to go through that. I choose to get coached. I chose to got coaching through the got coaching. I chose to get a fuck. Let me think about that. I chose to get coaching. Yeah. I chose to get coaching. Sometimes, you know, when you say stuff, it doesn't sound right. Like I said a word the other day and it didn't fucking make any sense. And I'm like, did I say that right? It's weird. If you've ever done that, put that in the comments. I'd love to see that anyway, just for fun. Um, you know, so really when he sent this to me, I was just like, wow. Okay. So I want to read some of this from, from it because it's really super powerful and it's, it's exactly the journey that I'm on. And I want to start by reading this, this, this passage right here. Um, it's talking about the, uh, it's titled, the page is titled the ego's persona formation. And I know some of you guys are really get a kick out of this. So bear with me as I read this. I'm not, I'm not the greatest reader in the world, as you can tell, but, uh, here it goes. Um, as we begin to grow older, we are encouraged to identify ourselves as separate from the world around us to form an identity or ego persona with learning our name, which toys were ours and which toys were theirs. The mind developed mindness mentality, mind, mindness mentality with mindness mentality. We lost our sense of surprise and wonder and instead developed an expectation, which you guys heard me talk about ad nauseum expectations are the root of all evil or the root of all pleasure, depending on how you structure them instead develop expectation over the world around us. We started to expect our conditions to please us because well, everything is mine. When, when we then created our identity by means of accumulation, belongings, appearances, achievements, friends, experiences, and even traumas became mine and who we thought we are, who we thought we were. Our egos became master collectors in a sense. And because we confused who we were with the worldly entirety of outside ourselves, our identity was threatened every time life didn't go the way we wanted it to. Can any of you guys identify with that? I mean, think about the, the conditioning that we go through in our childhoods. That explains it just in that one three quarters of a page. We wanted to, to deal with such uncertainties. Our ego's persona created mental programs in order to protect and defend itself. If it can't control others or the outside world, it assumes control over us in the form of thoughts and emotions that will believe us that will believes will keep us safe. 
All expectations, judgments, and opinions of our lives and others are essentially the ego-minded ego mind attempting to convince itself that it is in control of a world it feels threatened by. Not knowing any better, we have spent our entire lives listening to this frightened voice inside our heads, believing it was us. This is where all limiting beliefs, thoughts, and emotions begin. And there's a quote by Eckhart Tolle. As long as you make an identity for yourself out of pain, you cannot be free of it. Boom. Black and white, baby. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. V's in the house. V's in the house. Thank you, brother. I hope you're digging this. We are not our thoughts. No, no, no. Mary Kay says, minus. Yep, I can relate. Yes, yes, yes. So that was one of the things I wanted to kick off with. There was another one that I really wanted to share too. I mean, there's so many in here. But I want to give you an idea, a sense of what it is that I'm going through. And this book perfectly states that I've read many books that have a lot of the same lingo in it. But the way the book is structured and the way it flows, it was so easy to read in one sitting, which is hard for me to do. I mean, challenging for me to do, to say the least. Um, but this is something else I found was really intriguing. I mean, I literally highlighted something on every page. Happiness is something that we become through the transformation of our consciousness. The desire to get someplace else will only keep us stuck in perpetual cycle of wanting happiness rather than actualizing it. <sighs> yeah, that's that external thing. We think, oh, once I get this, once I get there, once I have this, then I'll be happy. Uh-uh, right there. Perpetual state, state of wanting. Somebody told me like, and I've, I've heard a lot of famous people say this, a lot of rich people say this because they've, uh, they've accumulated so much wealth and everything else. They're like, if you can't truly be happy where you're at with what you have and be grateful for what it is and where you're at, not having more is going to create any more abundance. It's just going to create more scarcity because you're now you're going to be afraid of losing it because you still have that scarcity mindset. So it really is about where we focus. It really is about where we focus. I mean, there's, um, let me see. There was a couple other ones. Um, give me a second. I mean, there's some that are, they're okay, but there's other ones that are really good. Um, oh yeah. And this talks about like what V said, we are not our thoughts, right? So like when you think about what's going on in the, inside your head, Here's a little excerpt that says that this concept of watching your inner dialogue as an impersonal observer of it will reveal the theme of consciousness and cause an empowering shift with, within you. All heroes' journeys must go through the shattering of their old reality in order to step into an authentic one. So again, thinking about your story, thinking about, thinking about where it is in your journey, what thoughts does that conjure up, right? What thoughts does it conjure up to sit there and say, you know what? I'm pretty amazing. What if this is the only place I live in my life? What if this is my life up until the point I die? What if I die in two weeks and I sat there and I wasted these two weeks thinking that, oh, this isn't enough. This isn't good enough. This isn't where I'm supposed to end up. You're always right where you're supposed to be. And if you let yourself be and you trust and embrace in who you truly are, then there's no else to be besides where you're at. Think about it. Think about how we're always in a hurry to get to the next thing or to get to the next place. Usually because we're running from wherever it is that we're at. Instead of be like, man, this is pretty cool. Where else do we necessarily have to be except for where we are? And trust me, five, 10 years ago, you wouldn't hear me saying this stuff. Trust me. I'd be like, what the fuck is all that shit? Mm, no, thanks. No, thanks. That's that self-help crap. No, no. But again, expanding my horizons, expanding my mind, 
being curious, being adventurous to go in deep within my thoughts, even to the point of looking at plant-based medicine. You know, it's truly incredible what it is that you do when you continue to search for that answer. Are you searching for that answer? Are you actively every day reading a book? Let me just show you something. I just want to show you something for visual representation. Um, these are the books that I have read or concurrently reading. We got Victor Frankel's Man's Search for Meeting. I'm reading that with my coaching clients. Uh, Psycho-Cybernetics. I started reading that on recommendation from somebody else. Uh, you don't just sit there and, and digest that all in one sitting, by the way. Um, the High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. I've not only listened to it, but reading it. Uh, the ADHD effect, ADHD effect on marriage. Da-da-da-da. Um, I'm also reading Nikki Six's book, uh, The First 21, which is for enjoyment. Uh, and then today, I cracked open this motherfucker. Will. Will. Will Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The guy, the bubblegum rap guy, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, all the different major action hero movies. Uh, I've, got, I've been on a Will Kick uh, thing recently. And in the interest of time, I'm not going to spend, I'm not going to spend more time on that, but I'll probably come back to the book in a second, but I want to make sure I get this as well. Um, you know, Will Smith, when you think about his life and you think about his, his, his persona and the amount of money he makes, I mean, most people sit there and say, fuck, he's got it made. He's married to Jada Pinkett Smith. He's got beautiful kids. He's made all these exceptional movies. He's funny. He's good looking. He's sexy. He's this, he's that, blah, 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 blah. He must have it made. He must wake up and fucking shit chocolate chips. He must, everything, the, the world just must unfold for him. Will fucking Smith. Yeah, I very much intend on talking to that guy. Um, so I, I started digging into this book today, this book, because I studied him. If I re highly recommend you guys go to YouTube, he has a five part, I think it's a five part docuseries that really goes behind the scenes. He got in the worst shape of his life and he was public and candid about it and says, okay, here's my body right now. Let's get into this. But getting in, getting, getting into that, and I won't, I won't share all of it with you. But the transformation and the, I want to say the awareness, the awareness that Will comes to, the realization that he comes to through this process is massive, massive. I've already gone through that. I'm already still going through it, I should say. You know, it's never a complete process. But the realization and the awareness that he has about his, his, his role in life and what he's done, I don't want to give it away because I really want you guys to watch it is so massively important in the process of him writing this book is so crazy because it's so similar to the process that I'm writing the book too. He says, you know, having to go back and revisit these things, it goes one, it's one thing to talk on a, on a cursory level, but to go back and dig into this stuff. And he actually states publicly, you can go check it out. He's like, you know, I wrote, I told everything. And what he did is he brought everybody in for a reading and read each part of the chapters to that person before he publicly, you know, brought it out. Talks about DJ Jazzy Jeff, talks about Jada, talks about his kids, talks about mom, talks about, you know, all everything. And so he comes in there and he reads it. He goes full Monty. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to hold this in anymore. I'm not. Because we all create this facade. We all create this character in our life that we have to be somebody that are not, that we're not. Why? For whose fucking validation? Whose acceptance? Who? Why? 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 We've all done it. We all still, I still do it to a certain extent. I catch myself I'm like, really, Chris? Why? In the big scheme of things, life is happening right now. We're breathing. We're healthy. We're watching technology. We're connected. Wherever you're at in the world, whether it's live or on the replay, we're all connected right now. You and I, this is connection. This is living. This is in the moment. But so many people are sitting there going through life blind and they're just trying to get from day to day, from week to week. 
Some people are saving their entire savings all year just to get away from their life for a week, to get away from themselves for a week. When you can do the inner work, when you can, when you go explore this stuff and you can get real and raw with yourself and realize any external validation is, is icing on the cake. But once you truly love and accept yourself and you operate within your zone of genius, your zone of greatness, your zone of love, it's amazing how much anger and resentment just goes away. It's like Teflon. It's like Teflon. It's like, I know that there's a lot of animosity. I know there's a lot of anger going on in the world. And I know there's a lot of divisive people out there trying to, to pin and blame. I talked about on my walk and talk earlier, got pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, animated, shall we say, um, because I'm just sick and fucking tired of it. You know, if everybody just did the work within read that book, read some of these other books, I could give, I could give a list of 10 books. If every fucking person in this world read those 10 books, I guarantee you the world would be different guarantee you. Well, actually read and applied. I should say that because a lot of people will read a book, but do they really apply it? Like I've read Think and Grow Rich 10 times. Do I apply every fucking principle? Not necessarily. I mean, if I actually pin it down, I might be just subconsciously. I don't think I am or subconsciously I'm doing it, but consciously I don't think I am, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but do we really apply the book? Do we really apply what it is that we learn? But think about that each and every one of you, each and every one of us, you know, we sit there and we, Oh, sometimes if you're miserable, it's your fault. It's your fault because you choose to continue to that cycle of belief. You continue to associate with the same people. You know, if you continue to do what you've always done, you're going to continue to get what you've always got. Dr. Wayne Dyer. I'm li- oh, and that's another thing. Audiobooks. Audiobooks. I listened to Brene Brown, Braving the Wilderness the other day. Um, I listened to Dr. Wayne Dyer's uh, Your Erroneous Zones uh, today. That was a short one. Um, so on a scale of one to 10, how badly do you think I want to understand myself better, and then be able to be a more effective person in the world. Scale of one to 10. What do you think? I'm fucking serious, right? Are you fucking serious about your life? Are you, would your actions say that? Are you doing your best? Are you doing your best? The inner work, ladies and gentlemen, that's where it's at. I want to check out and see what kind of uh, comments we got going on here because I love my misfits for life. Um, Let's see. Let's check out what Robert's saying right here. He goes, Hypercell, with our words, we become the architect of our future. How we shape our personal perspective is within our ability to do. And it is important also to remember that nothing great was ever accomplished alone. Yeah, baby. Yeah. V, what did some of the stuff you got out of it? Did you did you type down here? Um, let me see what's going on here. Um, oh, V says, with everything you're reading, I'm glad you gave this one a chance. Oh, definitely, dude. Definitely, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it back up here in a second. I'm just looking for respect to time, make sure I get everything going. Um, yeah. Robert says also, I watched Simon Sinek, Les Brown. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, it's so, it's so cool. So thank you V for doing that. And if you guys, I mean, we should all do this. We should all, you know, if there's a book in your, in your arsenal that you love, like the four agreements or, you know, Victor Frankel, um, buy it, buy it, buy books for gifts for people this year and write an inscription in them and send it to them, you know, or just do it out of the, just out of the blue and say, Hey, listen, you know, in case you're struggling, here's a great book that I read and maybe write down four or five things that you got out of it. You know, spend some time, make it personal, write a handwritten letter. <gasps> Can you imagine how, how special somebody would feel if they got a handwritten letter and a book? Yeah, I know. I did. Thank you, V. And I put it to use. I'm a man of my word. Um, let's see. Christopher says here, currently reading Man's Eternal Quest, Volume 1 by Yaganda. Para... Paramanhansa Yoganda. I'm not very good with that stuff, but awesome. Awesome. Chris, what are you learning from that? 
Uh, Val says here, I had a conversation with Val last week. Uh, she goes, I found two books that also have workbooks, which I get, which get deep fast, but our trust issue is hard, but trust issue is hard. Well, the trust issue is hard. If you continue to want it to be a hard, if you continue to focus on being hard, it will be hard. But trust is just a matter of sitting there saying, you know what, just because people have wronged me in the past, the next motherfucker that walks through the door, doesn't mean that I get to paint them with the same brush. Yes, it's good to be protective. It's good to be on guard a little bit. It's good to make sure you're, you're, you're aware of your surroundings, but just because somebody walks through the door doesn't mean you can't trust them. Of course they have to earn their trust, but you also have to trust that they're good people. Otherwise you might offend them and push them away before you even have a chance to know what amazing trusting people they truly are. And I've seen this happen. I've seen, I've seen people do that. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Um, so if you guys are digging this, um, please share it. I would love for you to share it. I would love for you to share it. Where's my, yeah, there it is. See, I got a little banner right there. Ken Walls would be proud of me. He tells me, he tells, tell people, I, I, I tell, I, he was on my show recently and he said, and I said, you know, please share this if, if this is impacting you. And he goes, no, tell him to share even if it isn't impacting them. It may impact somebody else. And I was like, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So even, if you guys think this is shit, you should still share it. Thank you, Ken Walls. I appreciate you. Um, yes, 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 yes. So please share this. I love you guys. I appreciate you sharing it and share it with a little excerpt saying, hey, this is what I'm learning on this. Um, I appreciate you. Um, Brian Smith says, I have a lot of respect for Will Smith. He talks about his mental health and how he almost took his life. Awesome actor and person for sure. Brian, are you reading the book? Are you, are you reading Will? Um, you got it. I mean, I'm only literally, I just started reading it today when I dropped my truck off. How far am I? Um, I am only, I mean, it's a, it's a good size book. Um, I am on page 19 and there's already, there's already, there's already, I mean, the brick thing is massive for me. Just lay a perfectly laid brick right now because I'm always about the outcomes and the results and thinking about that. It's like, let's just do this brick right now. So like I said before, I wrote 3,562 or 67 words today in the book, the book that I'm writing. So I laid a good brick today. I laid a good brick today. I laid a good brick today. Whatever. Uh, <clears throat> Mary Kay says, Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me. Why live a life that you can't wait for a vacation from sad? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I diagnose people with is now being comfortably miserable. They're just good enough. They're just good enough. That's what I'm seeing. A lot of coaching clients come to me. They see what I'm talking about. And they're like, Chris, I want to be you. People that know me from the corporate world. They're like, dude, you look like you're on fire. You look younger. You look healthier. I'm like, yeah, because I'm letting shit go. Like I let go of that former identity that I held on to. You know, that was a, that was a, <clears throat> a bit of an identity crash when I left corporate two years ago, but man, wouldn't trade it. Wouldn't trade it. There was some really dark days there I'm thinking about all my friends and all the different things that happened, you know, and quite honestly, it was a chapter in my life. It was a section of my life and that life is good. That life is good. I wish everybody well. I hope everybody's awesome. I hope the company's thriving. Everything. It is. It's just, it's crazy how just life moves on. you like, when my mom died, the next chapter of my life started, I literally moved into this house the day my mom died and it was like chapter over new chapter starts corporate over the starts. What is the next chapter for you? Are you writing that next chapter? Are you running away from that next chapter? Are you embracing the, the story of your life? You're writing the story of your life right now. Every single choice, every single decision that you make, everything that you focus on is a choice that you're making in your life. You know, if you choose to get up in the morning and something bad happens and you go, well, fuck, it's going to be a shitty day. You just wrote that story for your subconscious to go, Oh, see the coffee maker stuck. Oh, see, fuck. I told what's going to happen next. Well, reticular activation system on. Oh, what's, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? <clears throat> 
Wake up every day with gratitude in your heart and set the intention for who it is that you want to be, who it is that you need to become in order to get where you want to be. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. I was just talking about this on my Friday show. Hang on one sec. Pause for a drink. <clears throat> I can feel it like it's like right here or something like that. It's crazy. Um, what was I saying? Oh, on Friday show, the unfiltered experience, we were talking about health and whatnot. And one of my big things, my, my big takeaways that I wanted the listeners to, to walk away with is the fact that, you know, people sit there and say they can't afford stuff. You know, I can't afford healthy food or I can't afford this or I can't afford this. I can't afford coaching. Blah, blah. You're either going to pay now. <clears throat> Listen to me. Stay with me. You're either going to pay now or you're going to pay later. Get it? You either pay now you're going to pay later. What do you take from that? You're going to pay now or pay later. Yeah. You either make an investment now in yourself, which tells the universe, Hey, I'm ready for the next adventure. I'm putting myself out there. I'm jumping. Like we talk about Steve, Steve Harvey jump. I just showed that video to a potential client yesterday. He's like, fuck. I'm like, right. Less than two minutes. <clears throat> God, this is irritating shit on me. Feel like uh, I feel like I should sing a song. Oh. Um, no, I'm not gonna sing right now. I'm thinking about singing for you guys. It's kind of crazy. I'm thinking about the uh, the comfort zone, right? Got a guitar behind me. One of these days, I might sing for you. Um, la, 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 what was I talking about? See, I went here to go look at the the comments. Uh, la, 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 la. Put that reading list at the end of your book. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've got, I've got, I've got, a, I think I'm actually have a list finally going because people are like, what book should I read? I'm like, I told somebody, I've told people this tons of times that said they can't afford coaching. I said, I'll tell you what, I want to see how bad you want it. He's like, oh, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. If I can only afford it, I would. I'm like, here's the deal. And this is the God's honest truth. And I don't think anybody's actually ever done it. And I've probably offered this challenge over a hundred times. I'm like, okay, if you can't afford coaching, I, I will, I will recommend these five books. Cause I remember I held my hand up. I will recommend these five books. You got there and buy the book, uh, go to a library, go to a Barnes and Noble, sit there and, and read it for free. Read these five books, take two pages of notes for each book of the things that you're going to implement in your life and then go implement them and you will never need a coach. Let me say that again. Five books, two pages, go implement it. You'll never need a coach. Nobody's done it. Because I say, if you do it, I want to, I will personally coach you through those books. Nobody's done it. No, that's too much work. I'm out of time. Blah, 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 blah. Excuse, excuse, excuse. I don't read very well. I can't comprehend. I'm not a reader. Oh, fucking excuse. Fucking excuse. Fucking excuse. Fucking excuse. Fucking excuse. I'm the no excuses coach. No, 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 no. Go live your happy, reluctant life and be miserable later on. You want to pay now or pay later. You know, it's, it's funny. We'll spend so we'll spend a thousand fucking dollars on a phone. <sighs> My phone's a 10, man. It's got four, four cracks in it. He's like, oh, you should change your phone. I'm like, no, no, I'm like, no, that's not a priority for me. It rings. It takes pictures. I listen to music. It's got all my stuff on it. No problem. We'll go spend all that money on this phone and we'll spend all of our time. TikTok and uh, all this other shit in Facebook. What that fucking person, what's that person doing? Oh, that I disagree with that person. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to get all pissed off and tell them all this other shit. Right. Can you feel me? Can you feel my, my kitty? My kitty's hitting my camera. You're ruining my camera angle. Kitty cat. You want to come over here and have a snuggle? Oh, you're so cute. Gizmo Snoke. He loves me. He's a little panther. Um, so yes, 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 yes. Um, what's going on? Actually, speaking of yes, Mary Kay says yes. Darlene says yes. 
Darlene says, rocking in late, uh, but happy to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You might want to go back and check this one out from the front because uh, I think I've dropped some gems in here. Do you guys think I've dropped some gems? Let me know what gems I've dropped. Let me know what is spoken to you the most. I would love that. I would appreciate that right now. Um, as I sit here and look at these, uh, Val says, <clears throat> I already had bought the notebook to try writing on my own, but you're saying look for them. I found several plus a few others. LOL. One is Native American medicine. Right on. Yeah. I'm learning about Native Americans and cowboys in the in the in the TV show uh Yellowstone with Kevin Costner. Wow. Cowboys, man. You guys are some fucking crazy people. <clears throat> it's this movie, this the show is set up in Bozeman on Montana, and it's the cowboys versus the the Indians necessarily and in the Indian reservation. And it's horrible what these cow I mean, I don't want to get into it because I might piss somebody off, and that's okay. But man, there's more than enough for everybody. Stop being fucking greedy. Give people back their land. Anyways, um, side note. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> Robert says here, Ty Lopez said that the very thing at the end of the one of his early live streams, and I ran with it doing the, that thing that helped me transition from a life I hated to loving life. Yeah, whatever it is for you. We just got to keep searching for it. You got to keep searching for it. You got to keep reading. You got to keep learning. You know, it's just, you know, when you think about all the books that have been written, everything's been said. Everything's been said. Every personal development book has already been written. It was already written fucking hundreds of years ago, probably. But the point of it is, is that you're going to find a book that speaks to you in certain ways. You're going to find a book that speaks to you in your language. That's going to center punch you. Like, let me go back to V's book. This one, literally, I got every. I'm like, literally, they're highlighting on every fucking page. You know, it's crazy. Here, I'll read you something else just for kicks since it just popped on here. Universe said to read it <clears throat> and get my throat working right. Um, this is called Transcendence. Um, and this is an excerpt out of the bottom of it. So let's see what it says. However, this requires a greater level of trust and surrender because we must accept that the world will be okay without our contention of opinions. Ooh. When it comes to our inner battle with our ego and the limiting theme of consciousness, transcendence of courage manifests as no longer needing to defeat the ego and face our insecurities, but instead just watch it all as an imperial uh, impartial observer. Bam. Bam. Let's see. Mic drop. See, there's the mic. In case you guys are watching this on or listening to this on the podcast, I have a microphone tattoo on the inside of my for, by inside of my right bicep and I was doing a mic drop thing. Yeah, I didn't get the tattoo for that reason, but it works. <laughs> What's going on, boys and girls? How are you enjoying this conversation? My wife asked me, she goes, are you going to do a long show or a short show? And I said, well, I'm feeling kind of chatty and I got a lot of stuff on my mind and I want to help a lot of people. So uh, I said, I feel like I'm going to be going on a riff here for a minute. So uh, uh, Brian says here, I'm not a book reader at all. And my mind can't process a book when I read it, unfortunately. Okay, listen to the book. Listen to the book. Listen to the book. Have somebody read the book to you. Hey, I'll make you a book reader, Brian. Come on. Come on, but I get you. I understand you. Um, so what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What else we got here? Uh, v says I bought several copies of the inner work. If anyone wants one, you're welcome to slide in my DMS. I was moved by it and thought more people would have the same experience. Chris come to mind first, but if anyone else is interested, let me know. Damn, that is a fucking beautiful offer right there. Thank you V that. I mean, talk about, talk about being on the, on the process and, and I don't want to share too much, but we all, we all are on a journey and there comes a point where you can sit there and continue to fight against everything and everyone in your journey. 
or you could surrender and release and sit there and say, okay, what do I need to look at within myself? You know, what we don't like in others is something we don't like in ourselves. And I know not you people here, you guys, my misfits for life, you guys aren't like that. You guys love all people. You guys want to see the world in a better, better place. You guys don't want to see divisiveness. You guys don't want to see people hurt. You don't want to see people doubt. You know, there's other people out there that are trying to do that stuff right now. And it breaks my heart. And you got beautiful gentlemen right here going through the journey and goes, fuck, I found it. Uh, 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 I found it. And now here I'm doing it too. To all you guys. I'm like, hey, I found it. Um, I've got actually a link here. Um, I forgot about this. So I've got a link to the book. I wanted to paste it live so you guys can click on it. Amazon has some weird links. Sometimes their book links are like 17 miles long. So let's see if this works. Um, but I wanted to put that as well. Um, uh, let's see. La, 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 la. Audible is awesome for that. Yes, absolutely. I have an Audible account that I use regularly. Um, and there we go. Deborah says, she goes, I would love to read this. Can I get it from the library? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, you, if you if you slide into to Vercel's DMs, He'll send you a copy. Yes, yes, yes. And the only thing I would ask is if you get that book, when you get that book, that you um, write some reports and, and do some posting on that and share that book with other people. So take the gift that you're being given and go on social media and say, hey, this is something I'm reading from this book that this gentleman gave me and show the world it's a beautiful place. Say you got this knowledge from somebody you didn't even know, a complete stranger sent you this book, this life-changing book. Go on social media and share that shit, please. You got so many people sharing other bullshit. I'm fucking sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Love, 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 love. Uh, teaspoon of honey. Oh yeah. Uh, green room people. Can you give me a teaspoon of honey and uh, actually put some Jack Daniels in it too? All right, All right. Yeah, thank you. And green M and M's too. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, la 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 la. I'm partial. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see, five five books, two pages. Implement brilliant. Yeah, it's I'm not I'm not fucking around. Actually, I I'm, I I stand I stand back because I know it does work because a few people did it and they've got the three books and they're like fuck I feel like an idiot for not doing taking responsibility for my own life and I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know sometimes you kind of get that way. Um, I've had people sit there and say oh that development stuff doesn't work for me this doesn't work for me blah blah blah. Years and years and years later oh Chris I finally read the four agreements oh my god fuck it was great. Yeah, because I would tell you to read a book that wasn't fucking great dumbass <laughs> what's up uh can you tell i'm in a spirited mood i'm like so sick of people's shit i want to love and help the people that want to be loved and helped and the rest of the people i wish you well i got some i got i'll be honest i got some victims that watch me i got some perpetual victims you guys watch me and you hope wish or pray that someday it's going to change and you keep doing the same fucking shit hanging around the same fucking people and it's never going to change How's that for truth? Margaret was up. She says, invest in your health and wellness coaching, books, friends, experiences, get results. Yes. Yes. Massive. Just taking care of yourself. I've talked to so many people this year and last year that their priority is not taking care of themselves, not drinking enough water even. Jesus Christ, how, how fucking hard is it to drink water? Your body's made of like 70 to 80% of water and people don't drink water every day and they wonder why they can't think and they don't wonder why they don't have any energy. They don't go outside and get vitamin D. They wonder why they're depressed. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. Take responsibility. Google. I don't feel very good today. Why? Oh, I haven't gone outside. Or maybe I have a vitamin D deficiency. Maybe I have some sort of vitamin deficiency. Maybe I have too many metals in my, in my body. I don't know. Um, Deborah says, I have done that. Great advice. Love you. Love to have your list of five reads. Yeah. Do me a favor. Ping me, send me a private message and I will send you that, that list. Um, yes, 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 yes. And there's the link by, by, uh, in the comments of where the, you can get the book again. Um, we got the title. I got the, I got the title of the book, um, right here as well. Um, obviously you have, you guys have seen the cover of it, but there's the title. If you guys definitely want it, you can go 
copy and paste that and put it in uh, Amazon, or you can get a hold of uh, Vercel. Da, 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 da. So what are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at in the show? Holy shit. Five minutes left. I told you guys, I try to keep this, uh, try to keep this to an hour. So my last and final thing that I would like to talk about tonight, I would like to talk about, I want to talk about you and me and what we can do today. So I hope you all got that, uh, book title. So anyways, my next thing it is, it is what it is November 16th at the time of this recording, 2021, we are approaching the holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the different perfect holidays that we have out there, recognizing our different faiths, different rituals and different um, events, shall we say. Um, I respect all of those, by the way. I love them all. And here's my thing for you. If you got value out of this conversation tonight, if you get value out of the things that I do, my shows, my coaching, everything else, the videos I do, the postings, whatever it is, if you get value out of that, then I would like for you, my ask for you is to go out there and pay that forward. It's the holidays right now. People are struggling. People's unemployment ran out. There's a lot of stuff going on. People may appear to be strong and everything's fine, but are they really fine? Can each and every one of you please take a moment to check in on your neighbors, check in on your coworkers, check in on friends that maybe you haven't talked talk to in a while. Maybe check in on family that you kind of wrote off because they voted for somebody different. Can you go check in with people and make sure they're really okay? Maybe just arbitrarily bring them something. People are struggling right now. The world is struggling right now. People are wondering what's next. People are concerned. Some people are taking their own lives. Depression, suicide, everything else has gone up. You know, but more importantly, our youth. What are we doing for our youth? What are each and every one of us doing for our youth, myself included. I haven't been mentoring or, or speaking at Olive Crest in over a year because of COVID, but I could start, I mean, at that point they didn't do it digitally, but I'm sure they do now. What can we all do, right? We're always want, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. What can I get, get, get? How will we turn that out? How will we turn that out? You guys know that I'm a part of this amazing organization, Help Heal Humanity. The website's helphealhumanity.org for those of you guys listening. And I say this from a standpoint of not necessarily going to the website and volunteering and donating, but if you can do that, I would love for you to do that. If you go and donate to help heal humanity, please let me know. Cause I would love to take care of you on the back end with maybe some coaching or something like that. Just my way of giving it back. Cause we all got to pay it forward. If we all paid it forward, like they do at the, the, the Starbucks line, Hey, let me pay for that person behind me. 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 16 bucks, five bucks, whatever it might be. Just don't do it. If they're ordering coffee for the entire office, like that bills, $249. I don't like them that much next, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know, think about that. We all have the opportunity and the capacity to help heal humanity. That's what I've been talking about. I've been talking about healing ourselves and doing that inner work and taking that inner voyage, going where it's crusty, peeling back that crust, seeing that ooze and wiping it off and going, Hey, it's okay. I was a different person back then. It's not my fault that those things happened to me, but it's my fault for choosing to carry them around for the rest of my life. And as we heal ourselves, we can expand that outwards and we can make a better life and a better world for this, for, for our kids. My son's going to be five years old at the end of the month. And I, and I literally pray, and I'm not a religious person by any means, but I literally pray that this world gets its shit together. Uh, we don't monkey fuck it into oblivion uh, because we're not taking global warming seriously. Uh, 
that we're going to create such a divisive nature and such a crushing situation that my son and and their kids and their kids and their kids are going to have to fix it all because so many people had their head up their ass this year in these last years with greed and everything else. Those of you who are watching this, we all have, and I believe that 80% of the world is amazing. I believe 80% of the people in the entire spinning blue marble through space are amazing. Maybe a little fucked up here and there, but I think everybody's hearts are good. Behind the keyboard, the you get them in public, they'll help you out. And if they don't, wish them well, right? But please consider what it is that you can do during the holidays. Uh, I'm going to be creating an Amazon wish list. Apparently, there's something you can do with uh, with kids and what they want. So I, I have to find more out more out about it. But if I've impacted you, which I hope I have, otherwise you wouldn't be watching me. Um, please consider going to HelpHealHumanity.org. We're doing a lot. Serena Buffalino, our CEO and founder, is an amazing soul. Uh, we're currently putting a, a container together of of goods, uh, tents, and stuff like that to send over to uh, Haiti. Um, one of our focal points as well. But we're doing stuff right here in the United States as well. We're doing stuff in Cambodia we're doing stuff in Spain. We're expanding constantly. So we need volunteers. We need support people. So if you want to be a part of that, let me know. I would love for you to be a part of the team, whether it's just a volunteer locally in your city or whether potentially you want to get on the board of directors where I'm at and, uh, and make a bigger difference in the world. But each of us can do this. Each and every one of us, no matter what it is or where we're going and what we're doing every single day, we can choose to make this world a better place for who we are and what we do. And again, that comes from that inner healing. It comes from investing and paying now, paying now to yourself. You're not paying to anybody. You're paying to yourself to live another 15 years, 10 years by, by, by starting to love yourself and starting to go and do that inner journey. Like I've been talking about tonight, I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. Um, for those of you guys who are still watching and everything else, um, I have my group coaching program starting, uh, January 11th, January 11th, six month group coaching program, create your kick-ass unstoppable, no excuses life. So, um, yeah. Go to ChristopherRoush.com and check it out. You can see it. It's on the coaching page. Um, yeah, please go do that. If you're interested, January 11th, it's starting. I've got some specials. If you start in the program now, I will take care of you now until January 11th. The program doesn't start until January 11th, but um, between now and then, you have me. Whoever signs up, we'll get in a group and we'll just start working on stuff right away. So yes, 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 yes. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Sorry, I'm going a little bit late, but uh, obviously I had a lot to say tonight. So I love you guys. Let me know what I can do for you. Let me know what kind of topics you want to see on the show. Let me know if you have any guest ideas. We've got some crazy, we've got some amazing guests coming up. We got uh, one I'm really excited about, um, Alexis McQuillan. I think I pronounced her name right. She's going to be dyna dynamic. We've got a lot of amazing people coming up here on the Ron and Scripted Show and also the Unfiltered Experience, which you can catch Friday nights at 5 p.m. with myself and Scott Goyette, uh, where we got an amazing uh, gentleman tonight or uh, Friday night, uh, Tony Ladeo. Ladeo? I'm, I'm not sure of the pronunciation of his last name, but... Go check it out. You can click Get Reminder. It's on my social media feed. I love you guys. Stay classy, stay kick-ass, stay unstoppable, and always be the solution, not the problem. I love you guys. Peace.